Welcome back to another exciting episode of Forfeit Podcast, episode 72. Um, by now, we've all witnessed quite possibly the greatest winner of all time, I think we just discussed, right? Tom Brady getting his seventh championship. Tom Brady alone now has more champion Super Bowl rings by himself than than most franchises combined. Um, pretty crazy what we just witnessed. Um, you know, like him or hate him, can't stand him. I know some people can't stand him. I don't know. I never never didn't dislike Tom Brady. I just think that uh, I just disliked the, the organization he played for. But now it's kind of like, you know, he leaves there. He goes to the the most. What, how'd you put it, Bill? The 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 most losing fra- uh, franchise. Fran- uh, franchise in NFL history. All of sports. In all in all of sports, and uh, flipped it around in in one season during a pandemic, mind you. Um, during a pandemic, you know, shortened uh, shortened off season, no preseason. Uh, limited time to gel with with his new team, his new coach, his new his new system. Um, had to go through uh, two two future Hall of Fame uh, quarterbacks in the playoffs. Potentially three with Mahomes. <laughs> and, well, yeah. Well, to get to the Super Bowl, he had to go through two, and then defeat defeat a um, quite possibly a um, a future Hall of Famer in the Super Bowl. And made him look human uh, for the first time. Uh, so it's it was it was historic, and it was uh, it was actually you know pretty pretty for me it was it was pretty fun to watch. Like it's uh, I love I like I love watching history unfold, um, and uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty decent Super Bowl overall. I, I would have liked to have seen you know a, a little bit more fight in the Chiefs, but. You know, as we discussed earlier in the week, I think, I think their heads were up their asses, and there's just there was just too many distractions leading up to this game. You could see it coming on, and I think it just all kind of, it all kind of bubbled over, bubbled over for them. And you know, they got bit by the injury bug there late in the playoffs, and you know, a lot of people were were hesitant to see how that was gonna, you know, affect them and. Um, it and it, quite, it it did it. It left Mahomes running for his life. It, it looked like every game uh, uh, for Carson or Carson Wentz this this year um, in in twenty nine dropbacks. So um, I don't know. You know, I guess shout out to you know Tampa Tom and congratulations. And it was uh, thanks for the thanks for the memories. Thanks for the history. Um, which le- leads us into, you know, what we just was talking about before, you know, we hit record is, is, is Tom Brady the goat of, of, of football? I, I'd say, yeah, like that was, that was cemented on Sunday night. But, um, you know, the, the, the interesting thing that you brought up is, is he the goat in all of sports? Um, and when we say all of sports, it's, you know, not just basketball, baseball, 
you know, football, soccer, um, uh, you know, we were, we were including everything in, um, uh, tennis, you know, um, uh, I, I, I left out hot. Uh, boxing i left out hockey of course hockey always gets like dissed on this podcast and you, no no uh, no offense to, to hockey fans out there but we just uh i, I don't know we just, fan base we could have and we're ignoring them the yeah, we just, we just, they just get dogged they just get dogged i don't know it's not it's not on purpose or anything you know jesse's a hockey guy he he likes he loves hockey yeah. but uh and it's not that I don't like hockey. It's just it's it's on the same time bas- basketball season's on. So I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm watching basketball. <laughs> but, well, um, and you know what's weird? Because I think a lot of times uh, with, with sports, people here have such a, you know, a, a, when, when you get into, when you start throwing in other sports or other athletes and everything, they have such a, you know, a USA-focused view of things and like so tom brady's got nine million followers on instagram that's a lot of followers on instagram how many of them are bots i want to know well matt so that's a lot of followers till you look at lionel messi who has 183 million followers or cristiano ronaldo who has 261 million followers like so many bots bill right so many bots well, it's it's also the mo- the world's most popular sport. So yeah, a couple less followers than us, though. Looks uh, like yeah, just a couple, just a um, smidge, just by a smidgen, John. So you know, but again, it's it's what you said. It's so tough when you when you look at like an individual athlete versus a team sport versus you yeah. know a, a, a sport like basketball where you you as an individual have more influence over the outcome of a game than you do in, you know, a a baseball player or a a hockey player or, you know, anybody like that. Like you have a tremendous influence over the outcome of a game in in basketball or, you know, more or less also in soccer because there are no, you know, you can be subbed out, but typically, you know, you have three subs. So most of that team from start to finish is together for that game. So, well, even yeah. football, football is, you know, is so much a team game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I and mean, we're, we're saying what we are about Tom Brady and how great he is, but it's, it takes a, I think what makes Tom so great. And I think someone brought it up, you know, before, before the, the pod here was, you know, the ability, his winning, the winning culture that he, that he develops and, and, and to have guys, go to Tampa Bay where they've won pretty much nothing. I mean, they, they have, they had one Super Bowl, um, but other than that, they pretty much won nothing. And, you know, for, for one guy to attract all that talent to come play with him in an off season. I mean, that's, 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 that's I mean, what that, makes him great. That know? team was, was, that was one of those, you know, when, when you look at it on paper, that was a team that was like a guy away. They were, yeah. they were a Brady away and, and Brady showed it like the moves that that GM and that front office has made in the last three or four years have made a, a dynasty in the making. And a lot of those guys are on lower are are still on rookie deals. So a bunch of that team is going to be together for a while. Now I also, as amazing as it was, you know, and Tom did his job, 
the offense, you know, they were humming and all. But I, I, my hat goes off to that defense too because without, you know, they they held the the most dangerous offense quite possibly we've ever seen in football to nine points, no touchdowns, and the Bucks put up thirty one. Had the Chiefs been humming on offense, I don't know if thirty one points would have been enough to stop yeah. that offense. I mean, the, but sorry, go ahead. losing those tackles was that was everything. Put it up. That was everything in the last pockets was, but the, what made no sense was somebody broke down the snaps that night. And I think it was like less than 5% of the, the offensive plays. They kept a wide receiver back or a running back or a tight end or an extra lineman. It was basically like, here you go, bro. Sink or swim motherfucker. <coughs> and yep. what, what makes no sense is they had, they had two weeks to figure this out. Like it wasn't, Losing these tackles wasn't a surprise. Right. You, you you wake up Super Bowl Sunday and you know somebody got hurt in the walkthrough or something or or gets hurt in the first the first series. Like you knew this was going to happen. And hats off to to the 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 Bucks defensive staff because they were like, cool, cool. They lost both of their tackles. We're gonna make Mahomes regret his, we're gonna his, make his life, his right life a living hell. And it was funny because I, I saw something on Twitter. It was you know, you you look at Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, and th- the first time ever that was not enough. Yep. Having well, two, and you know what though, two like Mahomes to his enough. Mahomes to, to his credit too, though he he scrambled and he put he still was able to put up some throws that were on a rope under under you know um, under hot. Right. High pressure, and he put it on the money. And those, some of those guys, nine times out of ten, would make the catches, and they just flat out dropped the ball. There was one, the one to Tyree Kill. It hit right off, right off his face mask. I mean, mm-hmm. it was on the money. He just yeah, there were there were a couple guys that that did that. Looked the ball right into their mask. Yep. I think so, one, I just you know, go ahead, John. I, no, I just think a couple things to touch on the the Bucks and Brady. I think when you when we talked about greatest of all time, I, I you guys have a point. Like, is it greatest team, greatest of all time in a team sport? Yeah. Because I guess you can, yeah, you can argue the the singular uh, sports like tennis and and golf and so on and so forth. But I don't know. I, the more I think about him and he and he wins another one, I, I don't know how he could get, really get you get compared to some of those other guys um, with just the amount of. I, I, there was a stat, a percentage of, I think it was a Steph Curry comparable stats. Like Tom Brady has a better chance of making it to the suit or winning a Super Bowl or making it to a Super Bowl than Steph Curry does of, of shooting a three pointer, mm-hmm. like making it. I thought that was like a crazy stat. Well, here's another way to look at it too. It's not like Tom Brady is a linebacker who has seven Super Bowl rings. And now yeah. I'm not discrediting any That's position fair. in football, but if if you were ever gonna you know, if you were ever going to take one position in a team sport like football and compare their achievements to a singular sport like a tennis player or 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 a golfer or a boxer, it would be a, a, the quarterback because sure. they're the they're the they're the general, they're the architect. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and they single handedly stand out. I mean, they you know so much so much rides rides and dies on on their performance. You know, um, hence what we've seen with uh, with our current quarterback situation. But um, 
you know, I, I, I think that there is a parallel there when you're comparing, you know, certain positions, like, I guess who would be the one in basketball? Would it be the, the point guard? Would it be, I mean, it, I don't know. Basketball is probably not the right, you know, or in baseball, would it be the, uh, a pitcher, you know? I mean, if a catcher won 10 world series, is it, is it as, you know, as impressive as like, um, a pitcher winning 10 world series? Yeah. I mean, people argue that like Babe Ruth is the best baseball player of all time. And he was a pitcher and a, you know, and he was a pitcher that hit home runs. It's like, it's unheard of now, you know? And I think that's another, you know, sort of asterisk in all the conversation is like, what era was it? You know what I mean? Like we talk about Jordan and and LeBron and, and those eras were completely different than, you know, what is today it's 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 yep. kind of remarkable that way yep the other thing too about tampa which is going to be interesting and it might sort of uh lead us into the, the eagles for a second is they have a pretty decent amount of free agents going into this season this, this offseason they only have 30 players signed next year and it'll be very interesting to see how you know, and a lot of those players were, are, in my opinion, impact guys, even in the Super Bowl. Like Antonio Brown caught a touchdown for as much, you know, with him. Uh, Leonard Fournette was a big part of that Super Bowl. Um, Sha- Shaquille Barrett, um, yeah. big, big part of that Super Bowl. And another guy, Levante David, who, I mean, you could argue yeah. might be one of the best linebackers in the NFL. You know, so, you know, this goes back to what I've always said. You know, these teams, after they win Super Bowls, they literally get demolished. And there was a quote from Mike Evans saying, hey, you know, whatever it takes, take some money out of my contract and give it to these guys to keep them. But unfortunately, that's going to be hard to keep a lot of those big name guys who are, who are on this team to kind of kind of stay. But I think that Tom has the LeBron effect where he can just guys who are free agents next year, like a Richard Sherman, for instance, you know, would want to come to play Tampa and might take a hometown discount to maybe, you know, win another Super Bowl. So it'll be interesting to see. Yep. Well, that's what, that's what I was getting at earlier is that's what, that's what makes Tom so special is the fact that like LeBron, he's just has this infectious aura about him that guys want to, guys want to play with him. Guys Mm want to play. I mean, borderline, you could say now they want to play for like for him, not with him. They want to play for him. It would be interesting to see if if Tom could have done this without Kronk. Not that that makes it less um, sweeter or better, but the fact that he had security blankets and he brought his guy, mm-hmm. you know, his, his security blanket, um, and who had two touchdowns in the game, like you know, I mean, some of the throws that I don't know if you guys saw, like there were times when you know he threw it to Gronk and it was literally like in in Gronk's pocket, like literally if if he was wearing pants and there was a pocket there. Excuse me. When 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 Gronk turned around, the ball was literally as soon as he turned around, it was right on his hip. That that first crazy. that first touchdown, the first well, the second one was a screen pass, right? The first one was like a literally a fucking rocket. I mean, that yeah. ball was like a missile. Yeah. And and just, but like you said, Gronk turned around and it was right. It was right there. Right where it needed to be. Right where it needed to be. Right in the bread basket. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Bill, I think you were saving a point about the the GOAT conversation before we started recording. You had a point to make. 
Um, I do. A couple quick Super Bowl comments. A, Patrick Mahomes ran 497. I think that was 497 yards. Was that 497 yards? Okay. And Tom Brady was 13 for 19 play action passes with all three touchdowns. Um, Tom Brady won because they had a running game. Um, Tom Brady won because they have the best front four in football in JPP, Shaq Barrett, Vaya Vitae, and Dominican Sue. People forget they have Dominican Sue, who's an all pro tackle. They have a first round linebacker in Levante David. Um, they, they, they stopped the Chiefs because Andy refused to change how he plays football. The, you can't, Todd Bowles only blitz five times. He, he, he was the fifth highest blitzing defensive coordinator in the league, and he blitzed five times, which is not even 10%. Like, he outcoached Andy is what happened on the offense and defense, and Brady made the throws he's supposed to. Like, that's why he used to go. Like, my thing with Brady is if everybody says without a doubt quarterback is the most important position in sports, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play, it's kind of tough not to correlate the two together. That if it's the most important position in sports and the guy who's the best at it. So I guess it's, um, I, you know, that wasn't my, the, the point I was going to bring up with the goat. I forget what I was going to bring up with, with, with the goat, but I think uh, the Super Bowl showed that it's how we won in, in 17. We ran the ball played, you know, well, now we didn't really play good defense, but we ran the ball enough to where a lot of the big plays we had were on play action. And like, that's, you know, how, how good teams win. And it was just, uh, it was one of those games that um, I think, you know, either Mahomes is going to grow from, or, you know, I don't think he's going to crush him. He's too good, but you know, this could easily be these two teams next year, but I think it's going to be tough for Tampa because they only have 30 out of 53 players signed for next year. And John's right. Like they're going to, like they can sign a B they'll lose Barrett, but they're going to lose Chris Godwin probably. And he's arguably their best receiver, even with Mike Evans. So I think John's right. I think Brady could like, like he'll get Edelman to come there. Like, like that's going to happen. He'll get Edelman there, um, which will help a little bit, but he gets hurt a lot and they'll find another running back. Cause you're right. Leonard Fournette's going to get paid from somebody. He'll get paid. Um, he earned it, <laughs> you know, he, you know, and, and they got Rojo. So they, you know, they like him. So no, but um, I think you're right. I think it's uh, it, it, it definitely was, it, it didn't feel like a blowout, even though it kind of was. Until like the fourth quarter, because you always thought that the Chiefs were going to turn it on at some point. You, you always was like, you, you were always like, they are so capable of coming back from situations like this that it didn't feel like a blowout. Like if it was any other team, you'd probably be like, well, this is boring. But you always, you just knew when Mahomes took the field, you were like, okay, this could be it. Like we could be watching a video game at any second, you know. But and 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 that's the mistake that. You know, Andy didn't really pick up on and, you know, kind of was his knock here for 13 years. It's he's not really a great in-game adjuster. And he, his game plan was they're going to blitz, play one-on-one on the outside. And I'm going to chuck it deep to Ty Hill and Nicole Hartman. Well, they said, no, you got a dink and dunk. And we got a linebacker that can cover your best the tight end in Kelsey. So now what are you going to do? I mean, they were averaging five over five yards of carry. And Andy just did Andy things. Did not want to run the ball. I mean, Mahomes is running around for his fucking life, and Andy refused to call two run plays in a row <laughs> until they were down 
28 to nine. It was first time. Yeah, they were down like three scores. They start running the ball. I lost my mind. I'm like, now you call two run plays in a row when they're down 19 in the fourth quarter. Like, but it's, you know, I think Matt said it earlier that I think the chiefs came in smelling themselves. They saw Jesse and I were talking about it in text earlier in the week. They probably saw what Brady did last week in green Bay. And they're like, if Brady plays like that, they don't got a chance in hell to beat us this week. And Tom just did the right thing. He, he, Tom basically was a game manager and just did it really, really, really well. Like really, really well. Real. I mean, 21 and 29, 201 yards. I mean, they almost you know, had the, yards and penalty yards from the Chiefs. The, so. the lesson to learn also in this whole scenario is when your team is kind of, you know, what, seven and five and not looking too hot and there's rumors that your coach and your, you know, your coach and your star quarterback are button heads. Like don't, don't feed into all that. And like, just, just focus because I mean, they got, they got hot at the right time. They got better. You know, they're like wine. They got better with age, you know? And then again, not no mini camps, no OTAs, brand new team, brand new playbook. And they stuck with it through the, through the lows and ended up, you know, literally what are they? Six seed. You know, uh, they, were the five, they were 11 and five. Uh, they were, the, I think they were the five. They were okay. six, yeah, they were the six. So yeah, but they, played, like, they played Washington in the wild card. Then you go to the Saints. Then you go to Packers. And then you arguably play, obviously play one of the best teams in NFL on top of that. Like they pretty much played. I'm not going to, you know, Washington's front front is pretty, pretty good. Um, but the next three teams arguably are, you know, the top, the top cream of the crop. Yeah, and, and you you shit on them, and you know hats off to them. Yeah, I mean that's kind of you know the I I I I think the culminating thing from what you just said was in your seven and five, a guy like Brady doesn't change course. Mm-hmm. He knows what works. It's like hey, we didn't execute last week, but we will this week. Like it just. But leadership, Bill, like leadership in the locker room. It is, you know, because the coach calls to plays and he's got to kind of, you know, organize you a little bit before games and and practices and after whatever. But on the field, you you know, we all played sports. On the field, you kind of gravitate towards a guy that's really good and really kind of makes you play better. And that's what I think what Tom Brady demands. It's like they talked about it. um, They have, well, Scotty Miller's not a rookie. Um, Scotty Miller um, had no targets. Because after he ran that reverse, he ran the wrong through the wrong lane and lost three yards. Didn't play again. Tom didn't want him on the field. Tyler Johnson, one of their good rookies, they got receiver. He's the guy that got the pass interference called against him. The ice to Green Bay game ran a really good route, got tugged. He dropped one ball in the game. Didn't play another snap in the game after Tom and Tom wouldn't let him in the game. Like that's what he demands. Like they're going to be good players eventually, but like we talked about before, he brought in ch- champions. I mean, four touchdowns from the three guys that he brought in. And, like, that's what I guess we kind of – like, that's from what we're hearing, how Carson thinks he is. But everything he does on the field and at least verbally in body language is the opposite. Like, I think he's one of the most uninspiring franchise quarterbacks that I've seen in a long time. I guess it's hard to rate other people's franchise quarterbacks. But it, I don't know. It's just Carson Wentz is like – the antithesis of what Tom Brady is. I wonder what the Boston sports radio was like the day, like Monday. Well, they called him a traitor for a little while. Like they were shitting on Tom, like 
he left them and he could have got a deal because supposedly word on the street was that they were really close to getting digs uh, over Buffalo. And that if they got digs, Brady might have stayed. And then apparently um, that's when the Bills up to a first-round pick because they both offered second-round picks. And I guess the Bills offered the first round and Patriots didn't match it. But uh, I don't know how your fan base can, after six Super Bowls, they feel betrayed. Even, they feel betrayed. I, don't care. I don't care. John, uh, because Boston sports fans are the worst fans in the world. I thought They're Philly fucking the worst. Oh, I know. We're the worst just because we care. I mean, we know we don't really yell racial slurs at fans like they do in Boston. And, like, well, and, and they act like <laughs> entitled fucking babies. It's like, well, the Red Sox oh, are good. Shut up. Like, the Bruins just won a Stanley Cup or, you know, and they bitch about that. And it's like, but the Patriots just want it. Like they are the most entitled bunch of babies I've ever seen in my life. I can't stand Boston sports fans. I think that I think that also comes with, you know, somebody that roots for them and wears their gear. Listen, be, being being in a town where you're sort of, you know, it's it sort of started with the Celtics and then you know sort of trickled into the Patriots and then you you mentioned the Bruins, like and then obviously the Red Sox, you know, with the with the curse and everything. They have, I mean, in the past, what do you, I guess you would call it 10, 15, 20 years. Like, they've tasted that in every sport. And I think when you do that, you definitely get that aura, Jesse. I think you get that, like, we're better than everybody else. We're like, you know what I mean? Like, that in Philly, we had one ring. And we and, and how we and Jeffrey did that. We won it once. And they're just like, yeah, like but, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, we're, we're talking, I'm talking, I'm talking two, I'm talking like four different sports. Like if, if, if this city had four champions, I think we would, you know, I think Jesse would be like, well, the, 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 the Philly fans are entitled babies too. And we kind of, we would be that to like, like the 10th degree, probably calling it a sports talk and, you know, painting our faces and getting tattoos. Four parades in one year? Holy shit balls. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna clean up broad, just leave it. There's no there's no reason that you say after six Super Bowls, you would be like, listen, I'd thank Tom Brady for everything he does he did. It's his choice, his decision, and you know, move on. I mean Well and, and for most of those fans, it's like you're a fan of the guy. He doesn't play in your conference. He doesn't play in your division. So fuck it. Go all in as a Bucks fan and be happy. About, about. You know, it's only a select few, but I just remember reading an article like the one the, uh, local guy up there who's like the Angelo Catality in the mornings, like the main guy who gets the interviews in, from the team and shit. He like started a, like kind of blasting him hard when he left saying that, you know, Tom said he, always, he was going to, you know, he wanted to be a Patriot. Now, like he kind of, and again, probably for ratings and shock value, but. Like I would just read clips and stuff from, from fans calling in and saying, oh, I'm burning his jersey and this and that. And it's like, okay, you know, that's your choice. Yeah, it's a little bit different when you when you look at, you know, situations like LeBron. Like, okay, LeBron didn't win in Cleveland, so he made a decision and decided to go join a super team. Well, he and, hated the owners. And, like, hated the owners. Right, but, but again, that decision, like, I can understand why fans would have been really hurt. And then – Come flip side, when he comes back and wins, it's like, listen, it's kind of like bygones be bygones. We appreciate it, and then he leaves again, and it's like, you know, like like the guy, like he helped bring a championship here. Like let's 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 not. No, and they don't boo him. I don't think. I don't think that. I 
I, I, I think LeBron, if he didn't win, come back and win that ring, he would be hated in Cleveland for sure. I think I think there's I think it's divided. I think there's probably a good percentage of Cleveland sports fans that will always hate LeBron James because of that. Yeah, let's I'm pretend, we, pretend we were all Boston fans for a second. All over Sports Center and shit. They were showing clips of people having like like businesses give you LeBron jersey, get a free burger and beer. Like they like they were going around when it happened. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be. I mean, and for good. I mean, they have good reason to be emotional. Like, let, let's. Know, they're never going to have another player like LeBron in that city again. I mean, that's a fact in basketball. Like, let's let's all put our Boston gear on for one second. Pretend that we were we were Boston fans. Yeah, if you were all, if we were all Boston fans and we just experienced six Super Bowls, honestly, how would you feel about Tom Brady leaving and going to the Buccaneers or the Chargers or wherever? Would you be burning jerseys and writing blog posts about how you want to murder him? Or would you be happy for him? I'd be happy for him. I mean, it would be it would be tougher if he went to a, like an inner in division or in conference rival. But you know, it, it's 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 a it's a different story when he goes out of the conference, out of the division. And and again, like you, you have to also look at your own team. The reason he left is because Tom's starting to look around at the guys around him, and he's like, I I kind of got a little more in the tank and. There ain't nobody around here to 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 do it with, so yeah. I'm out. Just yep. picture the scene in Predator when Billy goes to face <laughs> the Predator with his machete across yeah. his chest. That would be me on the bridge in Boston, sending Brady off right across my chest, chest nipple to nipple, right down across it. That's how I would feel, John, if he left me and I was a Boston fan. I would feel so betrayed. I wouldn't. Oh God, I'd just be upset. I'd feel. I'd be hurt. I'd be so sad. You, well, you, seriously, I'm, I'm being dead serious. No, I, I wouldn't be mad at him, but I would be sad, like super sad. Oh, all right, well, emotional, it makes sense. But, like, like, not to the point where, like, you're you're so angry. Like, no, I, I, I thought the Patriots did the right thing and even to, like, go on Twitter and be like, congratulations, you're the greatest. Like, all right, that's them eating a little bit of humble pie, mm-hmm. but, you know. I'd be mad at them like I'm mad at the Eagles for letting Nick walk a little bit. Like, like being seriously, like, I think that's still one of the biggest mistakes this franchise made that – after we saw what was transpiring, that we couldn't read the temperature of the situation. Not only could we not read the temperature of the situation, we gave the kid more money after, like, I don't know. I guess that's the thing, like, one of the things without trying to get crazy with everything like that transpired now. It's like, at no point, like, we didn't have the optics that, like, this was a tier. Like, I mean, I I mean, maybe not. Maybe this is a, a complete 180 within the last 24 months, you know? You know, no, I mean, we had the shimmer and shine of the Super Bowl rings blinding our vision. We did. And I mean, and we were one catch away from being back in the championship game. So it's like that. It's just so crazy. And I get it. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, revisionist history is easy. I mean, it just, you know, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just we waited so long. And then we watch a guy like Nick, which I know he didn't come back and play great. But it's just like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I just said that we couldn't even make concussion the starters fine, but we couldn't make it work. But I mean, I guess he did get starter money, but I don't know. Like you said, John, I used to think your idea was comical about trying to pay him still, but man, I really wish we could have made figured well, that out. Well, now there's a chance he, we, he might come back. I, I, I listen. I, I think, I think every year when you don't have a backup quarterback, whether it's Nick, whether it's Nick Foles or uh, Jalen Hurts or Rodney Pete or Doug Peterson or whoever is your backup quarterback. 
I, I think that's a ve- I think it's a very undervalued position. And I think what the Eagles have done to some of our chagrins is they've they've tried to they've tried to cultivate guys to 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 they try to cultivate guys to the point where if and when there was a situation where they were going into the playoffs and they needed a guy, Jeff Garcia comes to mind. Um, yep. they, they had a guy who's capable of, you know, taking the helm and they, they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't blink. And a lot of other teams don't do that. I, I, it's, a, it's, it's kind of like, we'll just, we'll just take, you know, Joe, Joe Flacco, or we'll just take, you know, Chad Henney, or we'll take Blaine Gabbert. Like, do you think that like, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. If, if, if Patrick Mahomes got hurt, which he did in that Bills game, um, would Chad, would Chad Henney, like, would you have felt comfortable Chad Henney, like taking over? Would we feel, would Tom Brady felt better about Blaine Gabbert taking over? Like it was probably the same, same thing, same thing a bunch of people felt about Nick Foles. But the problem is we'd already seen Nick Foles before in, in Eagles green. Like we've seen what he can do. You know what I mean? Like, and I think, I think insurance is a very smart thing to do from an organizational standpoint, especially when your star franchise quarterback has been injured an awful lot. I know we can't play the what if game, but I would, God, I would just still would have loved if we had Nick this year to see what would have happened then the season. Cause if we win the division somehow and get to play Brady in the first round, Nick and Brady round one in Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he's, I, I mean, he's done, man. Like he, he got, Two, I mean, this is what the second year he he's had a, a a major injury, and he came back healthy from it and couldn't regain his job. Two straight years now hasn't been able to do it, and and like let's be real, like the guys he was trying to beat out are 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 as Bill likes crumbums, like crumbums, like crumbums, like Gardner Minshew and and uh, itchy. And Mitchie, like Nick Foles can't be either of those guys out when he's healthy. Like, come on. So agree, dude. And the same with like when he went to the Rams, but like, and and the Chiefs, but like, well, something about that Eagles helmet, dude. I don't know what it is. It's just like fucking Iron Man. He's done. He's done. (laughs) I know I want him back. He's done. His, his arm is, he's done. Like that's a dude that's gotten hurt a lot. He could be like an assistant head coach. He can like. Hey, if he wants to come back and, and help coach Hertz and be like, hey, man, this is from you all literally, the- You literally would not take him as a backup quarterback. I don't know. I think he's done. I think he's done. See, I'd be okay with him. And then if we dress as somebody young to kind of develop for practice squad and then like, and, you know, and, Kyle Trask or something, maybe if he's like there around. This five or team literally had a 41-year-old backup quarterback two years ago who – came in because our starting quarterback got hurt and look what happened to him. And you, and, and we look around, we go, now nah, we wouldn't want a guy who's been in that position and, you know, you know, made the plays and won, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, we, would, John, we're not, we, would, we would rather have uh, Nate Sudfeld or some third round pick or fifth round pick or whatever. John, like we're, we're not, crazy. we're not talking about 2017 Nick Foles. We're talking about 2021 Nick Foles who is cooked. Like, he's cooked. I mean, that's, it, it, I mean, yeah, that's your opinion. I mean, I, I, he, he did help win, like, two or three games for them this year. But, yeah, I can understand how you'd say he's cooked. Sure, and then he got hurt, and he, yeah, and, he and he couldn't beat out Trubitsky, who is not a good quarterback. Like, he's not. So, 
I mean, they got into the playoffs. They they did, but they got into the playoffs on the strength of their defense over I mean, you look at what the, they were doing on a week to week basis. They weren't putting up like points like Green Bay was. Yeah. I mean I, he, he, he played bad this year. He, you know, he didn't he he hasn't he hasn't played well since leaving the Eagles. I mean, that's I can't debate that. It's just Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a that's a fact. I get that. But again, like when I'm just saying like literally backup quarterbacks and you look at like what's out there, like, okay. Do you want Mariota for eight million a year? Okay, yeah, but there were you use that thing, but like there were good backups that signed contracts for like two to three million dollars a year. So I'd rather I love to hear those names, the ones you love. Well, Winston, Jameis Winston signed a cheap contract. Oh, oh, you're saying that Jameis, you'd love Jameis Winston as a backup here? Grab legs. Well, the guy over, who, like, who the guy who throws to the wrong team. Over like Nick yeah. Foles, who I think is done. That's, yeah. If you if you were gonna say like Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'd be like, okay, fair. But I like those any, guys. Any of those guys. Any of the, like any of those tiers of guys. I would like, take Fitz Magic in a New York minute. But I mean the the thing that we forget is like most teams, it you know, because and we went through it, so we it's still like in our heads, but How about Joey Flacco. The oh, Joey Flacco, but like <laughs> when when Wait, teams are starting, not a bad guy, not a bad thought. When when teams lose their starting quarterback, the season's over. It, it is. We were the anomaly that it didn't end when when our starter got hurt. So like, yeah, you need to have a backup, but how much, you know, how much resources do you put into that? Like you look at that Tampa Bay team, they didn't have a lot of resources tied up into a backup quarterback. It was ride or die with Tom and they were going to go as far as Tom took them. And Uh, and next year, I don't think it really matters though, too. It's like, I mean, even if Jalen plays well, I think we're looking at like a five. You never know. Obviously it's football in a year, but barring anything crazy, even if Jalen plays well, we're a five, six win team, you know, but but back to the backup thing, like, in in history of of NFL Super Bowl era, there has been numerous times where I think three. Backup, what's that? Two. Was it Doug Williams and Jeff Hostetler and then Hostetler? What? But, like, was I'm not talk, but I'm not talking about like okay, yes, in the Super Bowl. I'm oh, saying okay. the era is old. Like okay. many situations, like look at what happened with Bledsoe on Brady. Like perfect example. Like. When a guy gets hurt, like Kurt Warner and uh, who's the other guy? Trent. Uh, Trent. Green. Thank you, Trent Green. Like this, it takes those times when when those guys go down and the opportunity for those backups to go in to prove themselves to take take the moment into their hands and kind of capture it. And I think it's an I think it's an it's an oversight to a lot of teams. And I think that history has shown having a Reliable, competent backup is very important in the NFL. No, I think it is, John. I think it is like for like if we were a division. Look at look at the Cowboys. No, you're right. I think if we were going to be a playoff contender next year, I would be like like totally agree. But I feel like with where we're at as a roster, I think whoever we can get, veteran league minimum two three million, a guy with a pulse that can hold the clipboard is. You're here. If it's Nate, yeah, be, and, so and be it. like if you're if you're gonna, if you're gonna could be Nick, cut Nick. If you're going off Lance and they're going to throw him in the deal as 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 bait for us to take, 
No, I would take him too, John. I'm saying, yeah, I mean, or, or PZR for the minimum, sign him up. Like, I agree. Just the, But the flip side is this, this team has had quarterback controversies for years. And if you get rid of Wentz, you at least for a little until you know what happens with Jalen Hurts. If you get rid of Wentz, the controversy's over. Jalen Hurts is a starter, and you get a backup quarterback in. Well, I don't, that's not true. What if, what if Bill's point? What if they draft Justin Fields? Well, can I finish? My, can I finish what I was saying? Or are you just gonna go ahead? Like, so you you get rid of the the controversy. So now Hertz is the guy, and you bring a backup in. Hertz doesn't need to look over his shoulder. All Hertz has to do is focus on getting better, getting better, and learning the playbook, becoming a better pro. Because he had to deal with the same thing at Alabama. He had the he had the other guy, and he was looking over his shoulder. He ended up losing his job, got it back, lost it again, and he transfers out, goes to another school, and he does well. But, like, you don't need to bring that. You, there's already a statue of the guy. We don't need to bring that back because the first bad game, the first bad series, the first bad throw, there's going to be, put Nick in. Like, you, you know that's going to – the well, writers will down, ask John. Not yet, John. Wait until game three. <laughs> like, the writers will be asking – Point blank, the fucking media will be asking him about it beyond anything else. Like, you don't need that. It's a distraction a team doesn't need. And if we're going to be rebuilding and trying to see what we've gotten, guys, let's maybe not fuck with them for, for once. So we should, we, should cater to, we should cater to our quarterback and, and really care about his emotional stability, and we should really – we should really focus on that and not trying to improve our football team is what, what I hear. Nick Foles is not going to improve the football team. He is oh, a okay. starter. He is a backup quarterback. I think history is, is undermine your quarterback. Well, you were just saying again, like, oh, well, you, you trade Wentz and Jalen Hurts is your starter. And I'll go back to what I interjected earlier is that just by doing that does not anoint Jalen Hurts a starter. To the point that Bill made earlier in the evening or during the text thread before, they could literally go out and draft a quarterback at six or move up to get a quarterback or trade down and still get a quarterback or draft a quarterback in the fifth round that they like. It doesn't mean that Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback. Yes, I'm well aware of that. But right now, if you trade Carson Wentz, he is. So until he's not, he is. So don't do anything that muddies the water. If you don't draft another guy in the first round, he's your starter. And you put all of your effort into making him better. Then then can I ask you this then? Mm-hmm. If, if, if we play that hypothetical game and Jalen Hurts is your starter, who then is your backup quarterback? You're just signing Tyrod Taylor? Like As Bill said, I don't give two shits who the backup quarterback is. The guy that you can get to take the league fucking minimum. Right, but and my point is, you're saying get a guy that's for the league minimum. And what I'm saying is, I believe, in my opinion, that you need a capable, smart backup quarterback to fill to fill in if and when somebody gets hurt. And if you have some guy that's just the bare minimum bullshit guy, you're going to end up holding your dick if we are into the playoffs and you got to have. Josh McCown as your guy. John, or, yes. we're not a playoff team. We're not going to be a playoff team next year. It doesn't matter who our backup quarterback is. It fucking does not. 
we are not a good team. We are going to be a worse team next year when we have to cut a lot of good players to get under the salary cap. So, so your point is valid if we're a playoff. So just, so just literally just get anybody off the street. Yeah, because I want to see what we've got in our starters. I don't give two shits about the backup quarterback on what's going to be probably a four or five win team. Don't give two shits about it. Interesting. Okay. Because what's the backup going to do? Oh, we're not a four win team. We're a five, one team. Big fucking deal. Like I, I don't care. Five wins might get you in the playoffs in this division. I, I mean, Lost. next year, it probably, I mean, Dallas is probably going to be good next year with a starting quarterback, like a, a real, a legit starting quarterback. Dallas's offense is, is going to be humming. They're probably going to fix their defense. They might be a good team. Washington, if they can figure out their quarterback situation, could be a really good team. Like, You've been saying the same shit year after year about every team you just mentioned. Oh, the Cowboys are going to be really good last year. Look at their offense. Amari Cooper, uh, C.D. Lamb, Zeke. Zeke's cooked. Dak gets hurt. Washington. Oh, as soon as they find their quarterback, we'll be saying that for five or six years. It's like it's the same song and dance in the NFC East. That's what I'm saying. The, to, to Matt's point, five wins could do it. Uh, if I was, a, if I'm the head coach, if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm not trying to be a four or five win team. I'm trying to show them how how good of a coach I am. I'm going to coach up the players that everyone here thinks they're shitty. And you know what? If they are shitty, they're going to get shipped out of here because I'm going to be the, the the guy who's going to evaluate them and then go from there. But I to go in just automatically think that we're a four or five win team. I get it. I, I you know I I, I could see where you say that, but I, I'm just not going in with that attitude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little bit of hope. I kind of hope that the na- everyone on the national level um, thinks that we're a 4-5 or five win team because every, every time they pick us to go to the fucking Super Bowl, we, we, we shit on ourselves. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's the nature of uh, the media, I suppose. Yeah, well, it, it, you know, these bozos, they believe, they believe everything that's been – you know, being written about them, and and then it it creates this false sense of well, entitlement in the locker room. Sometimes it turns into, sometimes it flips it on to its head, and it, you turn into, you know, we, underdogs. We, we're the underdogs. That's where we. That's where we shine. That's where we need to be. Yeah, we need to be blue collar like our city. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I don't. You know. I, I just, you know, if, if again, if, if the opportunity is there to, to, to grab a backup that's going to help teach, be a leader in a locker room, you know, because because God knows we need that right now because this team is lacking that first. We're lacking a leader. I mean, I sent you guys that uh, Joe Santaquilo article and man, is it is it paint a picture of, you know, the, the reason why maybe they got rid of Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long and all, and those guys who were vocal leaders in the locker room to hand this kid the keys and, and to see what happened is, is like, Jesus, was that a bad call? Yeah. Good talk. Uh, hey man, it's, um, it's, you can't cry over spilt milk now, you know? So uh, to your point, to your point, John, you know, it's, we got a Super Bowl out of all that. We'll 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 take that. That that's you know that's something that no one can ever take from us. But now it's you know there's a new regime, new coach. Looks like there's going to be a new quarterback. So it's 
very soon here, it's it's going to be time to turn the page. And I think it's going to be, you know, it, hopefully it's going to be um, tough to keep, you know, harping on the same shit over and over again. Hopefully, you know, you know, in the next, hopefully in the next year, you know, this team can prove people and show and just, and show the fan base guys like what Jesse's saying, you know, make, make, make us show us, make us think that they're, they're more than a five, four or five win team. You know, it's very reminiscent of the, the year after they fired Chip Kelly and we brought in Doug and we were like, who's this unknown guy? You know, was he like the top of the list? Was he the cream of the crop? No. Um, and, and we got to rebuild and, and it's, it's probably a little bit worse to Jesse's point. It's probably a little bit worse of a, of a roster, but um, it, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. It's either going to be really, really bad or it's going to be, eh, okay. Or it's going to, maybe everyone will surprise us. Well, I mean, you know, you bring up, you bring up, you know, Doug, his first season was meh. Okay. You know, I remember like, us like just laughing about, you know, that, that some, first of, the, some year, of the weeks. That first year with Doug, you, but the, there were some things that drove you nuts, but you know, there were flashes out of Wentz where you're like, all right, this is, this is, we've got the guy, like there might be something here. And then the next year for, turns around and we're like, holy shit, we've got the fucking guy. And, you know, middle of 2017, Eagles fans are strutting around like, we're going to be the, the team of the decade. And it all goes to shit in December. Well, I just remember feeling like a, like a weight's been lifted. Well, like that I quarterback mean, weight, you know. Well, no, but remember in 16, am, am, I, am I mistaken in 16? 15 into 16 is when we, we had Bradford – Mm-hmm. And we traded Bradford after the Chip Kelly season to move up to get Carson. Carson. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we were all thinking, oh, well, we have, we're stuck with Sam Bradford. And then, and look what happened. So, like, to your point, Jesse, yeah, it's always been a, there's been some sort of quarterback Murray around here. And, and it was nice when we did have Wentz that there was no controversy. We were just waiting for him to sort of um, spread his wings, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, he he did, and he looked great. And then his knee explodes, and he, you know, he he was like up and down from then, and then he just went. Oh, well, then his back broke, and yeah, like that, his brain exploded. Yeah, like I, mean, I don't even want to think about what that, that does to a per, an athlete. You like know? I go back, dude. You watch those highlights. What he did in 2017, he was so special that year, and it absolutely sucks that we are where we are. It absolutely sucks because he was special and it was so much fun to watch. And it's, it's, it looks like it's, it looks like it's over and shame on him and shame on the Eagles and fucking Howie Roseman and Jeffrey shame on all of them because it didn't have to be like this and look where we're at now. Yeah. I think it would have been a much different, we'd, we'd feel much differently if we hadn't won the Super Bowl, oh my and God. that's why I, we'd be on the boat. Well, oh, jeez! And that's why I get I get angry, and it's just me personally. But I get angry when I have you know I don't think any of you guys feel this way, but like when I hear people say, "Oh, 2017 was a joke," like it, it was just pure luck, and 
we shouldn't even want. And like that to me, like infuriates me. It's like, it no, takes back. Not. Like what's that? We earned that championship. Yeah. Like exactly. We earned it. It, it took some luck that we had lucky. Won, won, but, 100%. Always, but that you lose your starting quarterback and you can put, because like after that first falls game, there were a lot of really nervous after that Oakland game. Everybody was super nervous about Nick. That was the second game. The first game was the Giants game. We won like 37, 34, and he had like five touchdowns. We're like, oh, he's got it. Then the Oakland game happened. We're That's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was 14 like, and change. Yeah. And, but you, you know, don't 13 games in a regular season and have a fluky Super Bowl. Like 13 yeah, like and that, Like that, that, we didn't fluke into that bowl game. We just. No, that team was, that team was legit. Schwartz had that defense playing like no other up until Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl, I mean, Brady, you know. Uh, you know did, I mean, cool. hand it to them to sort of all come together. And I think that's coaching. Uh, I think it's, I think it's Doug leadership. It was. And, and really just other leaders on the defensive side of the ball and everyone working together. And I think that's going back to kind of tail end your bookend, what we were talking about in the beginning about Tom Brady is like, that's what he brings to, to, to that organization. He brings the leadership, the, to your point, Bill, like if you catch, you don't catch the ball, get the fuck out of here, like sit on a bench. And like, it, it, it lifts up everyone else around him to be, to be other, you know, to be goats of their own individual uh, success. I guess know? that's what's so like, I mean, even, you know, not, you know, even though we didn't play football at high levels, um, like it's just the eye test. Like, when you think about it, I was just thinking about the touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I think three of the five we scored, I think we scored five touchdowns. Um, no, we scored, yeah, five touchdowns. Three of them were from guys, Alshon, LeGarrette, and Corey Clement, that, how we all picked up that year. The mm-hmm. same situation with the Bucks, Like, they picked up guys that produced in Nick the biggest game. So, um, well, he caught know, the pass, so he can. And, and like you said, it's, like, just seeing them play, yeah, the first 13 games with Carson, the team played for Carson. But just watching them just rally around Nick, just, I don't know, just it, 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 it's just something that, like, the city just longed for, like, a quarterback that had that charisma. Like, and then, we were, I mean, we were ready to get right back to Carson in 18. Like, I mean, some of us were kind of like Nick, but we got it. Like, Carson was that good in 17. Like, he, he you know, it's his team still. Then when you go five and seven, and then Nick with that same exact team, that same broken offensive line, those same shitty receivers, wins four in a row and a playoff game. I mean, that's when Tim McManus said after the 18 season is when Carson started praying constantly to not be jealous because he was. He 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 resented how the locker room just rallied around Nick, and he even saw how they played harder, and the guys just ran a little faster and made. I mean. I mean that fucking Corey Command catching it in the fucking Super Bowl. I mean Jesus Christ, it it, it was like a Marshall Falk catch out of the backfield, you know. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's an undrafted rookie, so it's just like, you know, whether it's his fault or not, it just was like a culmination of like, like I mean this. And, but only in Philadelphia could we have a guy whose trajectory is to be the next Brett Favre, you know, if he hits the peak of his pinnacle of his abilities. And he fucking turns into fucking Vinny Testaverde, not even two years later. It's just like, you got to be shitting me, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's like crazy. Like, I was all about Carson. I, I drafted him in 16, 17, and 18 for my fantasy team as my QB1, and it broke my heart. <laughs> Three years. 
broke my heart. And it's like, I did, but I rooted for him because it was like, I always thought, I mean, he, he always was the kind of that aloof standing off his pers- personality, but one thing he did, he won games. And that's all we give a shit about. Like, I don't care if you don't talk to us, if like you dropped, if you're Marshawn, like, I'm only here because I got it, whatever. But just win football games, bro. Like, that's it. Like, and when you don't, but yet you still like act like you are, I don't know, man. It's like, you part of me feels bad that like, as fans, we're not just like, oh, you only had one bad year. Because, I mean, he really did only have one bad year last year. But when I was reading, I meant to send it to you guys. It's, I, the thing I said, I mean, I don't know, I didn't like fact-checked it. But the article said that it was statistically one of the top ten worst seasons of any starting quarterback in the history of the NFL. Statistically. For a guy who started more than eight games in a season. And it's just like, Crazy. how's that possible? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Hurt so good. Yeah. Roll Hurt so jail. good. No, nah, I think that's uh, – uh, yeah, I, I think it's tip-off time for the next title brought to this city from the Sixers. Tip-off. I mean, they're probably our best bet. I mean, are they our best bet right now, the Sixers, for a title? Yeah, absolutely. We got Joel and Ben playing tonight. Joel and ben, the, the, full, the full starting teams playing tonight, we're going to win. Anytime we have our full starting squad going – Oh, you mean when and we're Joel, with that team? We're and Joel Embiid's in there. I I got him winning. I don't care who we play. I would feel much more comfortable, Bill, if LeBron James retired. <laughs> no, I like that's what everyone. I feel much more confident. The Nets might get. I mean, you know, I I still say I want the Nets. They're not playing the Nets until the conference finals because I would love for the Bucks or Celtics to beat the Nets. Somehow, and then we get to play one of them because I think we match up better with them. I think mm-hmm. the Nets are like our kryptonite person. Like, if the big three play, we're in trouble because they just score so much. I don't know if we can keep up with them over a seven-game series. Anybody else in the East, I literally do not have any fear we beat in six games or less. It's, it's a little Toronto, you know? It's a little like Toronto that year. Exactly. But if we play – I don't want to play the fucking Nets if we don't have to. But that being said, if we did play Nets and they beat us – yeah, it's LeBron. And LeBron and AD are still, like, the best one-two punch in the NBA. And then they got a better team. They got a, a, an underrated coach in Frank Vogel who just knows how to manage personalities the right way, let LeBron do LeBron, just make some subs. But, like, I still he's think like, – He's like a Spolstra helmet. He really like, is. He, he yeah. really is. One of those guys, you know, that, you know, you know, didn't, get, you know, you know didn't get credit in Indy for having a good team. Um but look I, out for AD though. AD's hurt. He he has um he's got a fucked up injury. He's got uh, tendonitis in his Achilles. No, nah, he does. I mean, if he fizzles out, that's Dude. gonna be a big deal. I mean, for sure. But um, because I don't think there's anybody else in the West. But that's what I'm saying, man. If the Sixers can just stay healthy, not going this team. I don't know. Like like we're gonna make a move for somebody for the bench. I think like there's that. Look out for that guy. I, I think he, I think he's playing tonight. He's on the Kings. That guy. Um, God, what the fuck's his name? He plays for the Kings, but he's a pace, he's, he's a power forward. We need to be like Bajona or some shit. We might we might go after him or like a JJ Redick, but we're not going to get anybody big on this team. So we need to just watch this team grow in these next sixty games for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be it's gonna be real fun to watch. I think, um, Bill, I'm I'm worried about the nets too because i i feel like they just they always have our 
They always seem to have our number. I just, I mean, Kevin Durant is the second best player in the NBA. Yep. And Ky- and James Harden is arguably the, arguably the third, between third and fifth. And then Kyrie's in that eight to 10 range. But, so three top but, 10 NBA players, I mean. But the one on. thing that can still happen, <laughs> the one thing that can still happen is that unlike the big three in Boston, you know, it, it, could, it could all backfire on them at some nah, point. No, I mean, it took mm. LeBron a year to get situated in Miami. I mean, it, 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 it could be one of those things to where, look what happened. I mean, even if Kyrie and KD played, we saw what Joel did. Kyrie, had, Kyrie Irving has all the talent in the world, but his track record for being a, a, a locker room guy and a teammate and a leader is highly questionable. Well, no, highly, I mean, highly he, questionable. He 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 couldn't lead. The, he he couldn't lead the Cavs. Fran- like he can't just, lead a franchise. He's a Robin to, to Kevin Durant's Batman, and then they just got James Hart. What? I said the sun could come up the wrong way, and Kyrie might not want to play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just—it just seems like it has to be seventy-two and sunny, <laughs> yeah. the, with he the really wind blowing the right way ball. for him to want to be, you know, come out and go out and play. And you know, you have a guy like that in the, in the locker room. You know, yeah, you got two other bona fide superstars, but if they easily get frustrated by it, you know, it's just—it's a—it's the domino effect from there. And then you got a young rookie head coach and Steve Nash that who knows he might not he might not know how to handle it oh he fucking hates Kyrie are you kidding me Kyrie undermines him every chance he gets he, it's ironic how you say it all notice the notice the uh they lose comment him? here it says uh Kyrie and Harden frustrated during uh the Pistons lost today here, here you go Matt yeah I mean I mean, look I mean Harden's just as much of a he has his diva moments as well I mean you're dealing with like two guys in the NBA who have like wide receiver mentalities. You know what I mean? It's like if the shit's not going their way and they're not seeing the ball and not getting their touches, man, they're gonna get they're gonna get pissed. You know, See, and actually seeing them get mad at each other like that worries me only more because it means they're becoming teammates. You know what I mean? Because yeah, play I mean, ball fired up and you want to yell at somebody like, dude, what the yeah. fuck? Help me out on that pick. Like but that's just oh, he don't care. It's exactly what Matt is just saying. It just, he spoke it into reality. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, – it's, 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 it's true. Like, you know, it's one of those things to where they're professionals and – oh, boy. Hey, now. We can only hope – we Jesse can only, missed it. Jesse missed it. Yeah, we no, can I only, saw it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, no, I'm sure Jesse saw it at 8 a.m. We're just now getting to it now. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend or, uh, the pod. But, uh, uh, no, but it's uh, – I don't know where I was going with it. John, yeah. John, John ruined my train of thought there. Sorry, sorry, Matt. I know you're kryptonite. You son of a bitch. Uh, wildlife photos that uh, J- Jesse's a, is an amateur wildlife photographer. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Should work for National Geographic. No, I, I, okay, I got it back now. I came back now. We can only hope that they they implode. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's honestly. I don't. I never wish. I never wish injury, and I don't on them. I mean it. I want them to have a fucking meltdown. Like they I mean, you, two and have a meltdown on each other. Against I mean, us. you said you said it, Bill. I mean, you know, uh, when we were talking about the goat, it's like, you know, a big part of being great is is being, you know, as 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 important as the physical part is. The, the it's the the mental part too, and being mentally, you know, disciplined to yeah. withstand pressure, 
you know, tight situations, uncomfortable, you know, know when to take the back seat and let your teammate take over for the good of the team, you know, where, you know, you might want to, you might want to be that guy, but it's, there's a situation that it, it doesn't benefit you coming out on top and, and being the, 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 the star of the moment, but you, you, you make sacrifices is what I'm trying to say for the better of the team. And I don't know, man. I mean, these guys, those guys, you know, Kyrie's been in those situations before and look at where it's got him. It's gotten him exiled from like, you know, the, uh, the inner, the inner LeBron circles of the, of the, of the league, you know? So, um, you know, I mean, KD might be the one that holds it all together. He might be the one that can, that can talk to these guys. Cause we know Steve Nash is probably not that guy. Um, but we can only hope that they just implode and we don't have to worry about it. That would be uh, my, my dream scenario where we don't have to play them until the conference finals and they get upset in the second round and we can play Milwaukee or yeah, who knows? like they'll, 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 they'll run into a Boston team or, 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 or a Bucks team that matches up really well against them. And they just, yep. you know, yeah, no, I definitely think. And, and that's what I'm hoping for. Like we saw, cause even if, even I was saying earlier, even if Kyrie and Durant played on Saturday, Joel's doing Joel's still doing what he did. Yep. They, they have nobody that, that can even come close to stopping Joel. That game was so much fun to watch. It and was, that's what it, it'll be like with when they have full strength, but they're gonna score more points is all. So we have to make but um but yeah, I, I really think that you know Joel really comes down. If he keeps playing like an MVP man, I don't know. He's playing better than anybody on the Nets right now. I mean, people are saying KD, but I don't know. I don't know. It's Joe Wells playing really solid. I, if he comes out tonight, because your boy starts for the Kings, Rashard Holmes. He's yeah, just, yeah, you see him out there. I, I like. I was always a uh, boy, a, a Rashard Holmes guy. He, I always liked him. He's he, he he he's decent now. He's like ten, twelve a game, ten, twelve rebounds. He's like he he's serviceable. Like he'd be a good backup if we could have him as a backup. Hey, it goes to show you when you get into the right system and you know with a decent coach, it's just you get playing minutes. Like no, you, you get consistent minutes if you hone your game. Yeah, you, know, you know it's hard to it's hard to get better when you get two three minutes at the end of a half or garbage. Like it's just hard to get better. Like you need playing time. Yep. So. Harrison Barnes is still on this team, right? Yeah, he's he's still solid. He puts up like twenty five thirty here and there. I see in the highlights. He got paid. He was funny. Because after that first Warriors championship, he was a free agent, and everyone's like, you know, don't be surprised if Harrison takes a hometown discount to run it back. This is the dynasty. And then he signed with Dan Maverick. He's like, yo, I need to get paid. Like, it was like <laughs> yeah. And he took the money. And it's like, good for you. Like, fuck that. Like, it, yeah. It's amazing the guy like that, though, Bill. He, he got paid, and then, like, you really never heard of him from him. No, because the Mavericks were bad when they signed him. And then he got traded to Sacramento in a deal, and they just he's just been out there. And, he, and he's just been like the best player on a bad team until De'Aaron Fox is the best player they have now. I mean, he's t- taking that next step. Uh, you know, he he'll, he'll he'll have a game tonight. I think. Yeah, gonna, Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald's still a good piece. You know, they he got is, Whiteside too. They got Whiteside, and they 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 have a rookie. Um, something thigh, not thigh bull. It's uh, uh something. Yeah, Halliburton. Halliburton. Yeah, yeah, that's it from Iowa State. He's oh shit. Jamari Parker's on the. I just look at the roster. Jabari Parker's on there too. I know. Yep. No, he he bounced around. The Bulls traded him in the offseason to them. But the, oh, a guy that they said that we should look out that we maybe would want to trade for is Marvin Bagley. He's their backup center. Right. 
Well, but, he just got drafted, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he's not getting playing time, and his dad's like a LeVar Ball, and he wants him out of there because you don't get playing time. See, and that's why that's the one reason why I don't want him. We I don't, don't need we don't need any dramatic dads. We already had that with Okafor. See, I'd be scared with Brett, <laughs> but I'd be scared if we had Bressel. But do you think Doc's gonna put up with that shit? Doc's gonna walk over and fucking give him a back game, and be like, "Listen, Daddy, <laughs> change his fucking diaper later. He's going to work." And I, dude, I love. I love having Doc Rivers as our coach so fucking much. Like, him and Joe Girardi make me feel so good having coaches like that. And then we got fucking Big Nick, 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 Nicky Spaghetti over. Uh, over Nicky Spaghetti. Nicky Spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> over at the link. And it's like, great. He's probably a cool guy to go to Oxford and have a couple beers and, you know, watch <laughs> the game with. But it's like, bro, running a franchise? I mean, I got your back, but. Man, Doc makes me just feel comfortable. And Joe Girardi's just like, why did I not go to Houston? <laughs> but uh, now, um, now, pitchers and catchers or what? Next week, Jesse? Next week. Yeah, they uh, the trucks already left. Did they sign any pitchers or catchers? Yeah, we got bullpen <laughs> guys. Never heard of them, but you know, we got we signed two bullpen guys at least. Is Bryce Harper in the truck packed up? Is he actually going to be a pitcher? Uh, he just and he, it, I, it's uh, now I, I'm I'm happy I'm in Dom Dabrowski. He's he's here to win now. Like he'll make moves if we're close. I think you know he he he's a guy. He's a guy you bring in when you're ready to win, not like to rebuild. Bill, is that your phone? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I had my text on on. Uh, it's only the fourth time we've heard it during the podcast. That's I turned it off earlier. Oh, I only did the one chat. My bad. Hold on, I gotta do that. All right, man. I mean, if, when the when when the when the when the drywall calls, and the Zion, that I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is that Shefty getting back to me? I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe I'm a little plugged in. Is that Bell? <laughs> is that Bell? Is that Bell an um an update to Bill's uh, bank account when the drywall gets you know get, gets confirmed sold? Cha ching. Ching. Listen, we got news to drop. We're forfeit podcast, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> we got we we got news to break. How uh, do they? Sh- how do you sell it, Bill? Is it in uh, pallets, uh, a sheetrock, or is it? I don't sell drywall anymore. I sell in metal. I work for a manu- metal that's, manufacturer. It's just metal studs. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We make them now. What if, I, what if I needed? What if Jesse and I are building a bar? We need like a twelve foot I beam. Are you the guy? No, I don't sell I-beams. I sell cold. You're only metal studs. Yeah, cold, well, cold form, you know, in, in some structural, but still I-beams. So, are so basically just like me and Jesse, like studs, metal studs, basically. Basically, the, the ones that get returned. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me a credit. <laughs> give me a credit. The, defect, the defective ones. They don't work. Oh, my God. Tough love. Oh, oh, that's how we do it in Philly. I don't oh, want anything soft. Respect Please. Ben Simmons. Respect Ben Simmons. What? Yeah. Also, our, our to the, going to the Sixers broadcast. Nice, nice alley up here. Um, are, those logos are all superimposed, correct? Uh, most of them are, yes. Because that's David. David Auto is a dealership in Pennsylvania. I doubt there's one in Sacramento. Yeah, I doubt. I mean, I mean, I mean that's we've, where I built my Jeep. We've, Shout we've out to about, there you go. We we've talked about it before. Like the NBA courts are slowly turning into giant NASCAR hoods. <laughs> Great it's analogy. Just Great. you know, it's you, they're going to be 
They're gonna. There's gonna be logos all over this thing. It's crazy that like we see that, but you know they don't. It's, it's you know. Yeah. Love it. Five points out of Ben already. Look at that. Look at that. Coming out the gate hot. Here we go. Coming out the gate hot. Here we crown him. Crown him. I guess crown him, right, John? Crown him, Hall of Famer. Crown the crown his ass. Also, here's a here's a quick trade uh, trade thought. Uh, Maxi and I'm sorry, Ben Simmons for De'Aaron Fox. No, they're not continuing him up because they're building around De'Aaron Fox, and you, you can't build a franchise around Ben. Okay, just they they just gave him a five year, 180 max. I I and and De'Aaron is literally Ben coming out of college, but now he shoots. Like Darren, Darren, oh, Darren imagine put that. Work, he put the work <laughs> in. And that's the thing that was so crazy. Like to me in the draft that, um, that Lonzo ball went two over D and Darren Fox went five. I mean, I'm a college basketball fan. So I watched quite a bit. Darren Fox played LaMelo. I'm, I'm sorry, not Melo, Lonzo ball in the sweet 16. And he literally shut him down and embarrassed him. And everyone in, and everyone in like the, in the NBA prod, the, uh, like the Mark Steins and everybody, the world. Oh, well, you know, you can't look at one game. Lonzo just passes the ball like nobody else. And, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, I don't know, dude. I'd rather have a guy that dominates another player when they play heads up, even though it was one time. And then, I don't know, look at their careers. Darren Fox, you know, 20-some a game scorer. Lonzo Ball is about to be traded for the third time in four years. I mean, I don't know. I probably should be a college scout because these guys don't know how to draft. Although Maxie is probably our best pick in the last 10 years as a sixer. This kid's going to ball. This kid's going to yeah. straight ball. No, I like I trade I, him. I would trade him in a package for Beal or, or, or Zach Levine. I would. He passes all the eye tests, you know? Gets, gets mean, it. Just, he gets it, man. He's a just fucking gets it. But he's a big trade chip that I would pull the trigger on if we could get a superstar in return. Like, him and, like I would give up him and Ben for Max, for Beal, him and Ben for Zach Levine. Him and Ben, no, not for CJ McCollum. I wouldn't do it for CJ. But there's a lot of guys I'd give up him and Ben for a handful of guys that, because uh, I think, you know, we could, could get better, but just I don't think it's going to happen this year. Who knows? Maybe the Nets, you know, maybe the Nets kind of fizzle out and, and, and James Harden wants out of Brooklyn next in this offseason. Yeah, you never know. And then we say, no, no, you had your chance to get Ben. Now you get Toby for him, Brooklyn. You had your chance. Now you got to take Toby. No, Toby. <laughs> you got to take Toby. Toby's just a nice guy. He's like, ah, oh, shit. Who's telling Toby he's trading again? Doc, number two? Oh, that's Because I, I heard that, too, that I heard that Toby really doesn't like Doc, but, I mean, he's a professional. He's going to play, but apparently apparently, there's just still some bad blood there from him getting traded. That's when he sent Jesse down to make, make that call. Tell Jesse, tell Toby he's getting fired or getting traded. Gladly. I'm picking up my empanadas and I'll be down there in 20. Boop, 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 boop. Jesse's like George Costanza, just like, yeah, you're, you're traded. Get hit the kid. <laughs> Yo, and I got some good empanadas last week, too. <laughs> good empanadas. They, they were on Triple D. He, he, he ended up at this place. I think it was like a Cuban player, or Mexican or Cuban or someone. I'm actually been Cuban, but this lady made like she was known for like Maria's homemade empanadas, and she was just like, "Oh my god, they look so fucking amazing! Look really good." 
Speaking of, speaking of reviews, Jesse, do we have a cigar? I mean, I did, but I, I don't know where my notes are, so... Oh, Jesus. Oh. Bullshit. All right. Fans, is that yearning again? Maybe next week, fans. Maybe next week. Got tuned back in. Yeah, oh, tune back in. Just, All right. The fact that it's hard to smoke cigars and blizzards. You had a good uh, review in. Hey, you just smoke in your in your office there. You're exactly. Good. This is happening, Amanda. Just close oh. that door. Put a couple towels down. You'll be fine. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Grab your lighter. You know, light some incense. No one's smoking in here. <laughs> no one's Nobody smoking. smoking. <laughs> <laughs> no one's smoking. No so, I mean, I, I, I just, I, uh, I, I, I got him. So, so we are going to be reviewing the. Wait, we need the goddamn music first. Where's the music? Hold on, is there even a review going on? We need it. Does Matt do that post? Yeah, you can, you can thank the pandemic for that. We got to be, we got to have with the board for that. Oh, you can't do a post. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. So it's a uh, a cigar by Illusioni. Uh the the Fume de Amor. It was a uh it was a uh, smoke that for the last couple years has been like a top two, top three, top four, um in like a best of at the end of at the end of a year. It's a it's a uh it's a great, great cigar. It's um <laughs> Like a mid, it's a um, like a mid shade. It's not, it's not a Connecticut wrapper. It's more of a like a baseball leather brown, like brown. Um, had a earthy cedar to the start with uh, some floral notes, and um, started out a little peppery, but uh, in the second third it started to get mild and sweet a little bit, and. Um, the 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 third the final third you got some more nuts and pepper came back and it was uh just real smooth the entire way not super strong that it wouldn't put you it won't put you on your ass if you have one um it's a it's a absolute great absolute absolute great fantastic smoke all right and it's not um they're not super expensive you can get them for What's what's Cigars International selling them for? You can get a five pack for fifty bucks, so you could probably get an individual stick for eight or nine dollars, depending on what store you go to. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really great um, cigar. Jesse, did you by any chance see the uh, cigars that they were smoking or at least had in their mouth and at the Super Bowl? I saw some uh, of them. It was at the picture that you sent earlier with Shady. Like, it was like, see the end of it? It's like weird. It yeah. looks like a fake cigar. <laughs> it's a it's a style. That, so what, that, is, what exactly is that? Is it just it, a tapered edge? Well, yeah, it's, it's, well, that's the, the, it's the other end. So instead of like, typically when you're rolling a cigar, you'll cut the, you'll cut the one end Mm -hmm. and then the foot is left wrapped and then the end user cuts the foot. Got it. 
that style is is a tapered cigar, so it tapers up and then tapers back like the top of a bell. Got it. And um, it, it's just a, it's a style of cigar. Um, I enjoy smoking them, but they are depending on the how humid it is and who makes it. Sometimes they're tough to light um, and get going because of that, or they'll burn too fast or they'll burn slow. But I mean, yes, that it's a, it's a style that, that, that is like that. See, you learn, you learn new things at cigar time. I just just picked up, um, five, uh, rare cigars from, uh, a local place there. There's a guy, there's a company, uh, shout out Pravada. It's a uh, private club. It's a private club that I'm a member of that has a subscription. And he gets, uh, they call it the age limited rare. So he'll get maybe a, a factory made something for somebody and they went out of business or something happened. And they these cigars will sit aging for years and years. So he'll come in and try them and find out what's what's really good. And he'll buy up the stock and then reband it with like a cool band and um, pull them, put them out to um, the thing he's doing now is he's distributing them to cigar stores. So to get people to go into a local brick and mortar and buy them. So like the ones that he just did, it was the called the Cigabun. So it's it's a riff on uh, the Cinnabon wrapper. I haven't had a chance to smoke one yet. I was I was hoping to get to last weekend, and then the weather didn't cooperate. But people are freaking out how how good it is, and they sold out at most stores in like hours. Shout out to Pravada. I'm on uh, Pravada. I'm on their website. Yeah, some really good stuff in there, including that link I just sent. Yeah, it's and I mean that dude's from like came from nothing and and built it into like a really cool brand right now, and they do a lot of really neat stuff. And luckily I was able to get in. Um, they, he did a, he opened the club back up for a day and for new members. And I was able to, to get in and be a, be a member now. So like every month I get a hand curated box from him and the stuff is, has been fantastic every month. But two months ago they did one called the Thai tea, which was outrageous how good that cigar was. I didn't do a review of it because the stuff that I like to review is something that anybody could listen to our podcast and go to a cigar store and pick up. Like you can't get a Thai tea there. I've got four more in my humidor aging right now and that's it. They're, they're gone. They, they sold in in like a day or two, the Sigabons that I'm aging sold in hours. So like if, if I talked about it, people would get excited for it. You can't get it. So we, I only do I only review stuff that's you can still find somewhere with with not a ton of of effort. But yeah, but a lot of the a rad site, rad uh, rad site, rad dude, and um, yeah, you, you if if they ever if you're into cigars or you're 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 considering doing a, a box membership or anything like that, um, it, the next time he opens up the the club, I would absolutely recommend joining or getting in. And he does a thing called farm rolled, which is basically farm rolled cigars unbanded from like world famous cigar manufacturers. So you're basically getting fresh cigars 
right from the right from the the fact or from the farm and supposedly there's every month there's like a, a a heater or two in there that are just really good so and that's always open so if anybody's into it join up hit them up good time hopefully uh hopefully the weather breaks and i can get a cigar in this weekend there you go here's the hoping here's the hoping the sixers come out with a victory and uh here's the hoping carson wentz is ancient history next time we talk amen brother amen (laughs) yeah and and i'm i'm looking at the forecast and i don't think that's going to work out for me so well let's hope the let's hope the other things work out right i mean I mean, if they trade Wentz, they trade Wentz. But, like, if we wake up tomorrow and it's like the Philadelphia Eagles have traded Carson Wentz for, like, a third-round pick or something, that's, and next year, and next year he turns – Like Reese showed today, dude. They were saying the Colts have uh, – it's reported that they only offered a third round for, for him and the Bears haven't made a formal offer at all yet. And yeah, that, like – This is how to jump up interest is all – we you know, we received a good offer and not a great. Supposedly the Colts and – Kind of know they're the only you know you know only horse in the race, and they're you you, you can't you, you can't trade him for a third round pick. You can't. I, I'm telling you, I like every day that goes by, it's going to be a lower compensation. I it just if, if teams were hot for Carson, it would have been done yesterday. I mean, it would have mm-hmm. happened. And, I mean, it'll if if you trade him and you get a first for him, and he lights think, it up next year. Okay, you, you you tip your hat to him, and you you're frustrated that it that it came to that. But if you give him away for like a third or fourth round pick, you blow your cap to pieces and he lights it up next year. I'm going to be livid. So hopefully, hopefully Howie can pull something out of his ass because I, you know, this is the mess that they made and now they've got to fix it. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the hoping Jesse. Send us off, brother. Go first.